This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, T.F. Much, Cedric, Espen, Sump, A.O. Torching the blindside blue paper. Now, well, let's face it, for, once again, should I say, for another season. Season 2023. Yes, bludgers, it's the Sumster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. And I knew old Sumpy would be pretty devastating first up from a spell, as you've just heard, but the way he savaged the line in that opening spray suggests it could be a breakout year for our S-Bend. And uh, look, can I pause at this particular moment? Obviously, and uh, as I introduce the show for another year and simply say, happy rugby league, Australia. Uh, Australia, welcome to the Bludge. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much body's barely enough. Rugby league has exploded back onto the nation's sporting agenda. Excitement. Unbelievable excitement. Unprecedented entertainment has been generated right across this nation. The eels and the storm blew the doors off on Thursday night. Bit too much powder in that... uh, stick a dynamite for mine, but nonetheless, Eels and Storm blew everything away, and this week, we pour more petrol onto the burning fire. And what about the buzz of the kennel right across, well, from the kennel right across to Tiger Town? The kennel, I mean, it's just a gog with woof, 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 and Tiger Town, meow, 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 that sort of stuff. Speaking of Tiger Town, the Bludge team have spotted the plans for the redevelopment of Leichhardt Oval. Electrifying is the word to come to mind. I'll give you a sample of what's on offer. They're going to host a minimum of six uh, West Tigers games a year, a minimum of six. Uh, There's going to be a major new grandstand, a museum of inner West rugby league, now, I'm not sure where this goes, but they'd certainly be able to have something from the Glebe Fruiters in there and a couple of jumpers, so it'd be an expansive collection. They're going to have modern amenities. No news about uh, redevelopment of toilets. Uh, new function facilities, improved parking. I like the sound of that. Opening the ground to the public. Concurrent upgrade with the adjoining Leichhardt Park Aquatic Centre. So you can see they've thought it through. This is the Leichhardt Oval Master Plan. We might be talking more about that later in the show because there's no suggestion that the museum, as called for by this very program over many, many years now, is going to be uh, come to fruition and become a reality. All we get is the promise of a museum of inner West Rugby League. What about Tigers people? Don't they deserve something on their own? And, of course, there's no suggestion that the toilets, uh, which are fascinating in their own right, will be preserved for posterity. Now, elsewhere in league, uh, who should coach the dragon should the hook get the hook? I mean, I've been puzzling over this. I think the hook is going to get the hook, but I'm not sure who's going to coach. Our top ten replacement certs make fascinating reading. Elsewhere, the Roosters coach Trent Robinson has promised to turn the cheese into a man. Uh, This is going to... 
be a fascinating project to see if cheese can become a man. And in late breaking you, Ringers Western is the official suit sponsor for the 2023 Rabbits. I don't know if you've had a chance to slip into any of Ringer's Western gear. It's just fantastic. It's a tight fit. It um, highlights the most important features of the anatomy. I had hoped, incidentally, the 4B team could have got the gig. But no, no, the Hutch has gone with a big hat, shoestring ties and a very south of the border vibe in 2023. And that's very, very now and very, very rugby league. And yet we have so many questions at the start of the season and so little time to find the answers. But rugby union, I mean, let's go to the old gold fruit and nut if we can. Uh, Detonated, rugby union detonated the biggest bombshell in any sport in the history of sport. Uh, in the off-season with the coach of the old gold fruit and nut, Dave Rennie, getting blown away by Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones, who's put in charge of the Wallaby Witches hats for five years. Now, Ed has promised to revolutionise the playing roster and the game style with a Packer-style makeover. I'm not sure quite what he's got in mind. Maybe stumps instead of goalposts. I've got no idea, really. In a world of, uh, you know, obviously it's a World Cup year and it's a winning move getting, uh, well, I believe... Uh, ticketed rugby league players to step across the divide and pack down with the fruit and nut lineup. I mean, that's what I think is going to require uh, Ed to get some winning runs on the boards, i.e. a brand new look of players doing what comes naturally. Uh, And that news has the uh, nation teetering on the very brink of joyful chaos. Incidentally, whispers reaching the Blood HQ suggest that Ed has run the eye over the Rural and Regional Lands Act. Uh, Cruz and he's liked what he's seen, especially in the D area. And just in passing, what has happened to Indo-Pac rugby? This was a brand new concept that Twiggy Forrest was bankrolling a couple of years ago and the IP Wheeze was going to revolutionise the code as we know it. Still very QT on the Indo-Pac front. I hope Roy's got an update. Now, racing and the man of feathers, Peter Valandis is in court defending the Everest against the evil forces of Victorian racing who don't know, who don't want to give the world's richest sprint race Group 1 status. I have no idea of what this is about, but once you get the courts involved with horse racing, anything can happen and all of a sudden colourful racing identities are camped out in Thailand and become of interest to authorities. No surprise there. Cricket and the Indian dilemma continues for the tourists. Should I stay or should I go home? I mean, even after the win, that's still being all the chat. Uh, it seems to be the only question... Uh, but can we take this indoor pitch wherever we go? Because that seems to be a pitch that's chock a uh, block full of Aussie wickets. And this third test has been described as Shakespearean. I've never heard that uh, word and cricket put together in the same sentence ever, but it was this week. There in Shakespeare, what an opening bat. Uh, he's never mozzed by the one that did nothing off the pitch. But uh, speaking of um, cricket... The story of the week, without a doubt, never mind the test win, is the T20 comp. Obviously, Australian women put South Africa away in the final by uh, 19 runs and grabbed a third Worlds on the trot. And at the other end of the week, how about Spain v the Isle of Man? Spain needed just two balls to win. Well, actually, three were bowled because one was a no ball. But So two balls to win, and that's in the whole innings. Miracles, miracles, I Wish I'd seen that. I would have loved to mean their history in the making. But now, to get the blind side away from the war for another week, for another year, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope in these dark and stormy times to step up for a spray. This is the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for 2023 by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully six, Cyberdoo. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you <clears throat> very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. And happy rugby league, of course, to you and your family. And, of course, your friends, be they rugby league supporters or not, Mm -hmm. 
And uh, happy rugby league, of course, to all decent Australians. Dealing with uh, what I'm calling a cost of living crisis. <laughs> Are you the only one calling? No, I that? don't think I am. I don't think no. I'm alone. No. But uh, God almighty, mm. the cost of things at the right. moment. Cup of coffee. And what's, what's, what's anyone doing about it? Mm. What's, 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 what's Treasurer Chalmers doing about no, it? Dr Chalmers. Yeah. Hey, what's, what's the parent government doing about it? They're, they're, they're just making it worse. Anyway, we might have time. We, we might throw the lines open. Do you want a subsidy this. on just, coffee? Just how expensive is it? Are you going to throw the lines open on this topic? Yes, I think on this topic. What is the most expensive cup of coffee in Australia? And what is the cheapest cup of coffee in Australia? Anyway. I can hear I the tell you what, you that caterer's blend is looking pretty attractive these days, yeah. isn't it, for your coffee? Caterer's blend. Caterer's blend. I haven't thought about that in years. No, nor have I. You used to be able to get a really big tin of it. It'd it last you for months. It, years. <laughs> It'd go rock hard in the bottom. It would. But still, Caterers you could revive blend. it. Yeah, I know, with a bit of hot water. Yeah, that's right. Meg Lanning's heroes. Exactly. Described, our women's cricketers, described as the greatest sports team the world has ever seen. These aren't my words. These are the words of others, but these are the words that I could certainly be persuaded by. Um, and I've spoken with the Mint in Perth and suggesting, a, at the very least, a commemorative $2 coin to uh, commemorate the triumph uh, of our World Cup heroes in South Africa. Um, but it's a very big call to suggest that this is the greatest team of all time. I think we could make a comparison, though, with, say, the St George team that won 11 on the trot, mm. you might recall. It might have been from about, what, 55 to 60, 54 to 65, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly... Uh, People were giving up on rugby league in those days, they weren't they, were. because they just thought it was St George. That's right. Well, it was. There oh, was no, a, a St George hell of a lot of daylight. Mm. Um, similarly with the women's cricket team. There's the Australian team and a hell of a lot of daylight. I mean, there's your comparison to begin with. Yeah. We might throw the lines open uh, a little bit later on and uh, take that on board and see, just the, just just uh, test the pulse of the uh, nation on uh, this one. Right. Are you Firstly, just... is the $2 coin the commemorative coin? Good Should enough. that happen? Yeah. Is it good enough? Yeah. And is it the greatest team? Is it a better team than the St George team of... Fifty-four to sixty-five. Gee, that's a big. That's a big. Get. I know. It'd be fascinating to hear. Fascinating what to hear what the Australian exactly. public thought about that. Can I ask? Do you want yes no answers, or do you want a bit of a discussion? No, I don't point? want a discussion. I just want thumbs up or down. Yes, no. We want to know what the take the pulse of the nation. That's it. Mark War has called the pitch in uh, indoor not up to test standard. Ah, oh, that's rubbish. Well, I'm not so sure, HG. I, I. I I'm wondering if the balls being used are up to test standard. That's a better approach. It's a much better approach because mm. that ball, once the ball was replaced with a decent ball, that's when the Australians took over. I mean, the ball they were using before was obviously being fiddled with, bits hanging off it, would go anywhere. No one could play. I mean, the way Kowajic was, was, was taken out by a ball that just defied Belief. physics. It defied phys physics. Physics. You mean it was anti-gravity? <sighs> yeah, anti-gravity, yeah. But that's the ball that I've always thought that people should bowl is the one that spins back to the bowler. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that called a flipper? Well, I don't think so. The flipper went on. D yeah, yeah, but the flipper, they jumped up. It, yeah, it, jumped, it, yeah, up. yeah, yeah jumped, jumped up. Jumped up, jumped up, because it had backspin on it. 
uh, of course, head in line with the heroes, and uh, the criticisms of the selectors by um, Ian Chappell were certainly vindicated. Uh, he could not understand why Travis Head had been overlooked in the first test, and quite rightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Head has done everything asked of him uh, recently. Uh, I think he's re- in the last, uh, well, you know, the uh, the uh, joke tests we uh, saw in uh, earlier in the, on earlier on against yeah. uh, the West and Indies two. and, uh, and oh, South yeah. Africa. I mean, it was yeah, just Pakistan. Uh, I think he averaged somewhere near eighty. Mm. Travis Head. And to to imagine a bloke with that sort of uh, that sort of form being overlooked, well, how must he have felt? Yeah. I'm amazed that Head was able to keep his head together and do what he what we expect of Head these days. Now that he's promoted to opener, and I, I think he's looking very assured as an opener, and uh, I'm reassured by his selection. Uh, the hockey ruse, of course, very impressive in the win over Argentina in Hobart. By golly, Ho, doesn't Hobart come up well it when does. you have an international competition? God almighty. The Kookaburra is less impressive going down to Argentina in Hobart again. I don't know what's going wrong with the uh, with the Kookaburras. The Kookaburras used to be world beaters. We could always yeah. bank on the uh, Kookaburras. You, yep. can't, you can't bank on them at the moment. I mean, the, the hockey ruse, yes, you can bank on them. They're very bankable. But uh, the Kookaburras, I think we might... Uh, I'm calling for a Royal Commission, perhaps prematurely, but... Uh, once again, we might throw the lines open just for a thumbs up, thumbs down, get the pulse of the nation on this one. Now, the proposed billion-dollar stadium for Hobart, Yeah. speaking of Hobart as we were, well, it's been knocked on the head. Apparently, uh, all RSL, that is the Tasmanian RSL sub-branches, have voted against it. They don't want it. Gee, the murderer will be shitting himself. Well, I suppose he will. Um, I... It's a bit hard to get to the bottom of it this. It is. But I think where the proposed stadium in Hobart is to go would somehow impact upon one of the sub-branches, one of the RSL sub-branches, and they don't want any change. You can understand right. that. And right. they've been supported by every sub-branch in Tasmania. Every one. You know. Do we know how many sub-branches in, there implacable. are in Tasmania? I, no, I have no idea. Uh, Let's say there are three. Anyway. And do they have poker machines? Yes. Fair enough. Of course they do. Now, the Socceroos are to play Ecuador, which is a good move, and I'm looking forward to this, but I hope it's not a friendly. Uh, I'm suggesting they play Uh, for what I'm calling the Aboni Valencia Cup. Now you're talking. That would uh, recognise the great Atty Aboni that we don't often speak about. I mean, what you and I do personally, we've been talking about Atty Aboni for years. Years. Uh, but uh, you very rarely hear much talk about the great Atty Abonye and his contribution to Australian soccer. Uh, I think there's Atty and then a hell of a lot of daylight before you get to uh, someone like uh, Kale or Kuehl. Uh So I think that would be a terrific way of acknowledging Atty's contribution and giving them something to play for. Mm. Mm. Um, and a medal maybe? Straight you know, well, why not? For the best player yeah, why not? on either side? Yeah, why not? They Keys of the City, the, that sort of the, thing? The, the Atiabonyi Antonio Valencia medal. Whoa. There we are. Now, the Sharks Saudi show is to be broadcast on 7 Plus. And what a coup this is for Channel 7. What a coup. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, see, who are we going to see? Is Cam uh, Smith still playing? Is Leishman? Is he Leishman, is he on? part of it? I thought he had. I, I know Cam Smith has. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't know if Phil Mickelson's coming here. I'd love to see Mickelson go. Who wouldn't? 
It'd just be fantastic. Anyway, I don't know who's going to host it. I assume it would be Haim. Haim would do it, wouldn't he? I'm pretty sure Haim would do it. Haim would do it, And yes. would they be able to rope in, say, uh, the Wood, Woody who's now on Channel 9? Oh, to of come course. Back get him across, Todd. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Reach out. Yeah, why Reach not? Out. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see Hamish and Todd together. Who wouldn't? Haim and Todd. Haim and Todd, yes. 18 holes. Yeah, why not? Magic. So much to talk about. And then the, the interviews after the game. I know. Phil Mickelson, can... take us through it. Let's see. <laughs> Phil Mickelson, $40 million lost gambling. Two hundred million in the bank. Take us through it. Um, now, Nick Kyrgios is still in trouble with his knee. He's still got knee issues. I know there was surgery, and I don't know how successful the surgery has been, because uh, the reports reaching me is that he may not be able to play until Wimbledon. What? Exactly. No, Roland Garros. No. No, well, well, he doesn't like to play anyway. Well, who cares? But, yeah, but the, it's the hard court uh, in the United States that he's going to miss this whole season that's starting now. You mean um, Scottsdale? Scottsdale, and all of that. Indian yeah. Wells yeah, and all Indian that sort Wells. of stuff. Thank you, yeah. We, we, well, we're not going to see Kyrgios this year. Uh, anyway, we wish we, we reach out to Nick, as we do always, and wish him all the best and just hope the knee comes back ASAP. Of course, a wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Coach Bellamy's record of 21st round wins in succession. It's amazing. Amazing. No one talks about his second round, where I think he's uh, significant losses, I think. But anyway, first round success again. Are what you are, calling for a coin? Uh, uh, well, not quite yet. No. Not quite yet. What, you'd need 25? I think so, mm. yes. But uh, you're right, it was a sizzling season opener, wasn't it? It was. It had everything. What about Munster's finger? I mean, what a talking point that was. It was fantastic. That's the most gruesome image I've seen since. So who was it had his eyes stapled one year? Oh, at State the, of Origin. The, State of Origin. Yeah, that was that fantastic. That was fantastic. Yeah, that got won thousands of fans I know, for Rugby League. I know. And there were a lot of people who saw that finger, sat up and thought, Rugby League, <laughs> that's for me. I mean, it really looked interesting, didn't it? Didn't it? The, yeah, it the bone sticking out? I know. That, all of I that. I think the quote was, I looked down and all I saw was bone. Bone, yeah, that's all I saw too. Couldn't believe it, but he played on. I know, incredible. I mean, good on him. Good on him. I mean, a lot of people would have given up with a finger like that. Not Munster. Oh, no way. The worse the finger is, the better he plays. <laughs> now, is Wayne at war with the Broncos? This is Wayne Bennett. I hope so. hope so. I don't know when the Bronx are due to uh, meet the, Dol the Dolphins. Uh, but uh, that really is going to be the one for the year, I think. I think that, so. That's going to be imagine that brilliant. as the final. Just imagine. Just imagine. imagine yeah, no, yes. yes. And I think we get a, a chance, first chance to see the Dolphins tomorrow against Easts. Correct. That's a no, no easy beat. No them. easy beat either. Because no. they come into that hot favourites. Sure. But they're no certainties. Sure. Now, the uh, Luttrell, uh, Luttrell uh, Jack Whiten in Broglio, I think it's gone to court. Look, there's nothing in it. Nothing in it at all. I mean, it's just choking up our legal system. Courts are just choked up with nonsense. Absolute rubbish. This was just, a, what, a couple of footy players having a night on the turps. It was a birthday. I think it might have been Whiten's birthday, his 30th birthday. They're, they're distant cousins. Uh, they've known each other for yonks. Uh, that, that is uh, Luttrell and uh, Jack. Uh, so it was a rugby league night out, a bit of rough and tumble. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Indeed. End of story. It's just a couple of blokes who've known each other all their lives and love having a bit of a, you know... Cuddle. Whenever they get together and have a few beers, they end up on the floor together. What's wrong with that? That's a strange... And even if it happens outside the pub, so what? So what? Just walk past. You don't have to stop and look. 
You've seen it all before. You've seen it all before. You, you, I mean, what's the difference? You say they weren't wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they weren't wearing boots. Go back to they're the They're in their simmy. So <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, choking up our legal seat with this nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Now, fortunately, on the plus side, the Cowboys management. <coughs> well, it's green light at Jason Tumalolo's boxing career. He's going to kick off, I think, later in the year, which is wonderful news Can for, I the, ask, for the donkey it, circuit. Well, I was just going to say, would he come on to the PC, the Pelican yeah. circuit, and yeah. then move to the donkey circuit? No, I think circuit? he's going straight donkey. Straight, straight to the donkey. Straight That's to the a donks. big call. It is a big, big call, yeah. And is there any suggested opponent here? Or is yeah, I think the there bag? is. I think there is. I think rugby there is. league player? A rugby league player, of course. Of course. So it's it's a big win for the donks because uh, you're going to have Jason and the head in the bag who plays rugby league... <laughs> As the other. So it's going to be fantastic. Looking forward to that. Cannot wait. Make it out what you will. The thoughts of a rugby league toilet. A complex and ambitious work commissioned by Federal Arts Minister Tony Burke is scheduled to be presented by the SSO in concert with the Australian Ballet Company, the Sydney Theatre Company, Taronga Park Zoo and the National Rugby League at Stadium Australia. For details, visit the New South Wales Government website. Yes, and so we come to the road to glory. As mentioned, the Eels and the Storm blew the doors off uh, Thursday night. Uh, well, it's an excellent match, really. Um, either side would be considered well, grateful winners in the Storm were 16-12. Then last night, uh, well, the Warriors ran away with it, really, 20-12 uh, to 12 over the Knights. And then the match that mattered was, of course, the Panthers and Broncos, where the Broncos produced a uh, terrific final bit, 13-12. Uh, to 12. Gee, 13-12, to 12, that's becoming a score of the year it is, already, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it? Yes. Now, didn't, then, Reynolds, didn't Reynolds steer them around Reynolds, perfectly? Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. No wonder they... Uh, well, I was going to say paid out a lot of money. I don't know yeah. if they did. Well, it was worth every cent. Thanks. Worth every cent. Yeah. And remember, of course, the Minty's thinking about putting out a Reynolds coin. I know. I heard that. Um, Max from Fiddletown, HG, is suggesting the new $2 coin could have the women's T20 team on one side and the St George Dragons on the other side. <laughs> Well, that's not a bad idea. What a lovely idea. And imagine that as a talking point. <laughs> yes. You know, obviously every, all the kids have recognised the cricket. Yeah. And they'd wonder who the... Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Who it is? Yeah. yeah. Now, so we come to Andrew Moore's uh, epic weekend. He's off to the Seagulls, Bulldogs. Gee, won't this... This'll be a match. The new look dogs. They've got everything. Sonny Bill was back there this week. He said it was the worst thing he ever did was leave. Yeah. Why oh, did he went to story. Easts, didn't he? Did he go to Easts? He, he went somewhere. So he went somewhere. Yeah. I don't uh, know why he left the dogs. He was his mate for the uh, dogs, wasn't he, he? He was, and he came back and said, it's as though I've never left. They're all yeah. there, you know, people yeah. he'd known when he played and the whole structure, Gus and all that sort of stuff. Sure. It's, it's, the excitement machine. Has he got a function there, is she, or is he just hanging around? I, I think he's got a seat that he can sit in when he's there right. and just maybe chat to younger players and, right. you know, encourage them to stay oh, with the okay. dogs because they're okay. working well, etc. But he's not officially on the coaching I staff. don't think not yet. won't be long, though. No. I mean, he brings so much to it. He does. So anyway, more on that later in the show. Cowboys Raiders, they're on at 5.30 tonight. Mm. Eastern, Sharks and Rabbits. Oh, that'll be an exciting game too. Sharks and Rabbits. The Rabbits in their new look gear, the big hats, the string ties, the, the shoes, the lot from uh, uh, Western Ringers. They're on at uh, 7.35. Then tomorrow, of course, Dolphins and Roosters, the first chance we get to see the new-look Dolphins, a new team. I mean, there's so much to like. And then finally, well, it's all the chat is West Tigers, how they've improved and they're going to take on the Titans. If they didn't win that, they'd be in a bit of trouble, wouldn't they? They would. Now, 
people have already asked, Dolphins v Broncos, when do we see that? That's round four. So there's a couple of weeks to wait for that. But Whoa. Licking the lips already. I thought that should have been the, the first game of the year, really. Well, I thought the two matches, I don't know why the Dogs weren't playing the Tigers in the opening round. Because they're the talking teams. They're the talking points. Yeah. Big changes, big raps. Yes. Everybody says they're going great. Yes. They've got, a lot, they've got younger kids coming through who no yes. one's seen. I mean, that would have been fantastic. Uh, now, let's start with um, just quickly the Leichhardt over Master Plan. Mm. Are you well, I'm complete? Sure, I'm, look, I'm, 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 I'm both excited and disappointed. I, I'm, I'm excited that at least... The, is it the Inner West Council? Inner West uh, Council, yes. It's developing this. I, I, I'm glad they're taking it seriously and that uh, brochure that they uh, have distributed throughout the Inner West area has certainly got people talking. Uh, but I just... Doesn't look right, does it? Doesn't, doesn't quite look right, See, no. No, it was a great opportunity. I mean, I, as you mentioned in your opening comments, actually, there's, there's no talk of the preservation of the toilets to begin with, and there's no no talk of uh, the museum that, that, that we want Dedicated to Dedicated Tiger to, things. Yes. You know, the thing is Western Rugby League well, or West Rugby vague. League in the West League. Too I know, I know, and it could have nothing in it. Yes. Whereas yes. With... And I, 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 I am disappointed that right beside it is Callan Park. Now, Callan Park, area. nothing's happening there. You could easily stick up a museum well, there. Well, of course. It's crying out to be an international centre of rugby league excellence. I mean, it's crying out for that. I know. I know. Now, sadly, I think the Tigers have an international centre of rugby league excellence somewhere else. They it's do. It's not connected to the Oval, is no, it? No, no, no. And that's the no. one that's got the barber's shop in it and the that's merchandising right. store and the yes. cafe with the four baristas and all that sort that, of stuff. That, 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 that's right, that no-one can find. I mean, it's there somewhere, but no one can find it. Now, at least with Leichhardt Oval, you know where it is. Everyone knows where it is. See, one thing that worries me here, and I don't mean to cut across your, no. your thinking here, Wayne Pierce Hill. Are we completely convinced that that's the right nomenclature? Oh, look, I don't mind. Look, Wayne Pierce Hill, why not? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like the I like, Roach I like Hill. The hill. Well, it could be Block of Roach Hill, but there might be the Block of Roach Toilets. I don't know. Yeah. So it might have something else. Yeah, might I'm have great. something else. Now, but what you... about Ciro? Zero, yeah. What about Ciro. backdoor Benny? The backdoor Benny. Yeah. I don't know. Toilet. Toilet. Hmm. Now, where does it go to from here? Yeah. Is, well, this, well, is the Peritech government paying for this? I don't know if the Peritech government even knows about it. No. You know, this is at the moment. It seems to be quarantined to the Inner, inner West Council. Mm -hmm. They appear to be stumping it up. I don't know if they've asked or reached out to the Peritech government to contribute or indeed to the federal government to contribute, I don't know. But I would if I were them because I think it's too big for the Inner West Council to handle by itself. No, that's fair enough. Now, then we get to the nitty-gritty, improved parking. I mean, yeah. that just, that, that's as triad. Yeah. We've got to get people there on public transport. We so, do. Because you're not going to get 100,000 cars no. being able to park in that area. The no, you Local can't. residents will go nuts. They will. Because you have people parking in the middle yes. of roads. Yes. And in your driveway if you yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. down to leave the house. Uh, no, we've got to get people onto public transport, function facilities. Yes. I like the sound of that, but what functions would be there? Sure. Like, um, I don't know, a sort of like um, ARIA Rewards Night or a Well, sort that's of, not bad, is it? Know, yes. Something to do with cross-cultural. Other teams could come there and have their oh, best functions. and fairest. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In the area? Right, Yep. 
Now, maybe, uh, you know, Eye of the Storm could broadcast their program from there or something. Dunno. No, 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 I agree. Now, can I ask, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but many people have approached me because they recognise me connected with this show and ask, mm. what's Ford Oval? Yes. Are you thinking in your mind that something like this needs to be applied to what's Ford Oval? And can I point out yeah. that the Lithgow area is going through a boom time it is. because the railway that has been burnt out mm. is now up and running again, the yes. uh, zigzag railway. Zigzag, That's yep. pulling in hundreds of people a week. To well, go it's fascinating to go and have a look at the zigzag railway. Railway. I mean, I mean, it's and the the glowworm tunnel. I, I mean, both those things are, you know, world class when it comes to tourism. They're absolute mecca, and having two meccas so close to one another is extraordinary. But in answer to your question, HG, there has been talk of because the lift has been put in at Leichhardt Oval yes. with, with nothing around. Yes, it, the five story. <laughs> there is talk of shifting the lift to Leichhardt Oval. What? How's that gone over oh, with the rugby league community in Lithgow? Well, I hope I, that's I, not true. I just hope that you're making that up. No, I'm not making that up. I'm not making that up. But I'm, I'm just saying this now as a warning to the Inner West Council that keep your eyes out. I don't know who's in charge here, but let's say it's the, the mayor might be Darcy... Byrne. Byrne might be the mayor there. Keep your eye out for the big lift when it arrives, the five-storey lift, because they're going to have to put it somewhere. Australians, sadly, some of us are aware of those among us who have lost the rugby league faith. They need our help. Report them to the National Rugby League and a fully professional intervention team will enact a strategy. This is a free service. Remember, to lose the taste of rugby league is to lose the taste for life. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, any any flickering of in, insight into any of the topics we've raised on the text line? Well, yes, Ken uh, has been in touch. Ken's in Hobart and Ken says that the RSL in Tasmania is concerned that a massive stadium at the proposed location will overshadow the Cenotaph where Anzac Day and other commemorative ceremonies are held. Ooh. That's why the sub-branches have uh, given it the thumbs Couldn't down. Couldn't the Cenotaph be moved inside the stadium? Well, they don't want it, to, they don't want it moved. They don't want to move? They don't want to move, no. No. So I, I don't know what you do about it. I don't know. The, the difficulty with this, though, is uh, am I right in thinking Anzac Parade, say, not a million miles from where we're broadcasting, they've moved lots of bits and pieces of that around the place over the years to make way for light rail and redevelopment of this and that? Sure. I mean, yeah. it's not as though... Yeah, well... I mean, admittedly, you know, obviously on a... You know, you're at the... Uh, well, if they made the stadium an RSL stadium... The RSL Stadium for Australian Rules Football. Yes, in Hobart. Opened by the murderer. Well, whomever, whoever. Yeah, yeah, whomever. Who comes in appropriately. See, I, I think it's a case of the, the, the powers both in the, the state government of, of Tasmania mm, government. And, and, of course, the AFL have got to reach out and get the RSL on, on inside site. the tent so that they... they, they Make it look like it's their idea, you know, with the RSL Stadium. You know, in, incorporating the Cenotaph, making the Cenotaph bigger. Than the goalpost. The, the biggest Cenotaph in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And Illumin arguably the biggest Cenotaph in, in the, the world. world. Illuminated 24 hours a day. Yes. Candles burning, etc. Sure, all of that. I love that stuff. All of that. I mean, that would have been the way to deal with it. Get the RSL on board. Yeah. 
Get them in the tent. So what they need to do is at the next meeting... You can't impose anything on the RSL. No. They won't. They'll balk. Exactly. They won't like it. They won't like it. Now, look, another thorny issue has bobbed up concerning Pride Round with the Rugby League. Now... Uh, the uh, surveys, this is, I'm not sure if they've done much in the manner that we do surveys, which right. is get people to ring up. Sure. But anyway, th- the question was, do you think the NRL should introduce a pride round? All right. Now. Who did uh, they approach? The coaches? I think they approached CEOs, coaches. Oh, CEOs, yeah. CEOs, coaches, etc. Right. Now, unfortunately, 82% said no. Oh, really? Now, this meant that Volandis mm-hmm. is, uh, floated the idea of a respect round. Good. Which include everyone. Now, Good. this worries me a lot. I know it does. Uh, I know in other media commitments we've gone out of our way to demonstrate that we, some things, mm. we don't like the idea that if you're against something, mm. you're included, and if you're for something, you're included, even though it's the same thing. Mm. It would it would be very difficult for me to be able to show the respect to somebody who liked the Manly Seagulls Football Club. Exactly. Uh, Rugby League Football Club. Yep. Because I don't. No, I don't. I'd be lying to you if I said I sure. did. I don't. I hate them. But I've I respect, always hated them. But I respect that opinion you have, HG, of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. I do. I respect it. I know. I understand that. But then it becomes extremely <laughs> difficult if you, I know you don't approve well, of Well, let's that. say I like the West Tigers. Yeah. Now, you, you may not, you may hate the West Tigers. I don't, I'm not, I have well, an opinion have no about. attitude towards the West Tigers. I, I don't, don't have care. any attitude towards But you've got to respect... My liking of the West Tigers. I do, Roy. Yeah. I do. Good. You do. Good. Now, if we had a team. Now, if we have the West Tigers play Manly. Oh, extremely difficult. Yeah, I know. You're not going to go. <laughs> but I respect that. You don't yeah. have to. But if you want to come along and sit there and slag off at the Manly Sea Eagles, sea Eagles yeah. I respect that. <laughs> now, that's fine. Can I ask? Yeah. Your big. Well, but what makes a respect round any different to any other round? No, because no. every other end, you, you go you to got football, some, no, no, you sit Manny's, down, you gob off the team you hate. Yeah, Manly Seagulls Manny play every Seagulls. week. Yeah, sure. It's impossible <laughs> to have a day where you're not playing, just gobbing <laughs> off at somebody. Now, can I ask, you yeah. raise the most important thing is, mm. this presupposes that rugby league is played now mm. with the same sort of lack of passion mm. for everybody. Yeah. But as you point out, it's a violent game. It is a violent game. And in media We respect the violence, don't we? I mean, who can't respect, let, let's say, you know, the finger the other night? Yeah, the, the, the busted finger. The busted finger. I, I, respect, I respect that, that enormously. Now, I respect that enormously. Yeah. No, great work. Now, now, if there's someone sitting beside me and they see and they, and they, and they see that and they say, well, that bloke shouldn't be out there with a the finger like that, well, I can respect that view. Now, come to a But I respect the fact that he stayed out there. <laughs> and I'm going to say that to this bloke. Yeah, but you've got to respect that he stayed out there. Oh, yeah, I respect that, but I hate him. Well, I respect that you hate him. But you've got to respect that I respect that he's stayed out there with his finger. Now, yeah, but I don't respect that. Well, I don't mind. You can you can have that view. Now, can I just come to an incident in last night's game where I think it was clear he lost the ball over the line, which cost him the game. He did. Now... I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> but can I say, if you're a Panther supporter, yeah. where, do you, where, where do you draw the line? Mm. You love the team, you yeah. respect the team, but you hate the fact that... that yeah, the clear he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to, well, you've got to respect that sometimes the people you respect, you don't respect. If you were a fan suffering from Rugby League Denial Syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to bludging on the blind side. Now, for instance, if Valendis 
had taken time to explain the respect round exactly as you've done, mm. then I'd be all for it. Yeah. But he's done nothing. He's given no idea of what it would be like. He's given no idea no. of the mental turmoil that he's going to put the game into by yeah. saying, well, it's a respect round. Yeah. And originally it was going to be a respect year. As you imagine <laughs> that for a whole year. Sure. Sure. <laughs> We'd have sure. people. Mm. I, I agree with you, H.G. He's planted what I would describe as seeds of confusion. <laughs> because people are going to turn up to respect round not knowing how to behave. Uh, they don't know whether they're allowed to shout out, clap something, or boo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Can I just say to them, just behave normally. Just behave normally. Because rugby league crowds are rugby league crowds. I know, but they, they respect things. You know, they, they respect and, and they res- they're quite happy to go with the rough and tumble of the game and gob off on people that they don't like and be quite happy to be gobbed off themselves because they go understanding that there are going to be people there who don't like them because you're supporting a particular team. Is that clear? Yeah, I think so. So just behave normally but just respect the fact that there's someone else there who you may disagree with and they're going to disagree with you. That's all. Yeah. And do you think it needs a, 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 like I suggested, everybody playing the same jumper? All right. So this would mark out, you know, you wouldn't see Fine. the hate. Look, I don't mind. No, 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 no. Look, if players want to go out wearing something different, I respect it. True. That's fine. Thought you might say that. That's fine. And if the referee wants to blow the whistle and say, send them off for not wearing the correct garb, I don't mind. That's fine. I respect that. Yeah. And I mean, rugby league will work its way through. Yes. Eventually we're going to have a game, the whistle's going to go, and there's going to be a winner and a loser at the end of the day. There's going to be disappointed people, there's going to be happy people. I respect that. Now, can I ask, if be, and let's face it, this would be what I'd hate, is somehow a stink erupt yeah. in respect round, yes. which is bound to happen, obviously, because yeah. it's rugby league. But that's fine. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with that? No, no. <laughs> there's you nothing know, wrong with that. We've got courts that can deal with yeah, that, actually, I've got to respect true, that. True. We've you know, if someone gets charged, fine. Mm. You know, that, that's all right. <laughs> now, so we come to the uh, sidebar issue, which is the pride round, Good. which isn't on anymore. No. Um, but the rugby because league... Because there were too many people not respecting pride rounds, is I that think it? so. I think that's right, yeah. 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 So as it looks as though... Well, the then other... again, couldn't you sneak in a, respect, a pride round within the respect round? So you'd be forced to respect the pride round. How could Whoa. that work? Could that work? It's respect round, yeah, all right. Well, in respect round... Well, why are they wearing those rainbow colours? Well, you've got to respect that. Oh, fair enough. Okay, Even though I don't approve or whatever. Yeah, I don't approve quite right. I'm a rugby league player, supporter. Now, after being welcomed into the parade, this is the Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras parade. Yes. For seven of the past eight years, NRL officials were stunned when they were told in September that their application to participate in the recent one last weekend in this year's had been denied. Why? Well, the rejection came weeks. See, they don't respect. No. Respect, see, they no respect. No, and I think they offered to open up the respect round to the pride, as you just yeah. pointed out, but that wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. They wanted the, they wanted the bannering the other way around, respect inside pride. Oh, you can't have that. <laughs> not in rugby league. No, you, you can have pride in respect, but not respect in pride. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making the rules no, here. I'm reporting. I'm no. going to call it as I see it. Yeah. Now, the rejection came after, weeks after, uh, obviously, the Seagulls players refused to play 
against the Roosters. Yeah, well, some did, Of the yeah. clubs. But you've got to respect seven. that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Everyone in league initiative, which involved rainbow piping on the jumper, et cetera. Yep. Now, organisers claim the NRL was snubbed because it was uh, insufficiently gay or creative, claiming there was simply no room owing to the high demand. Now, meaning high demand for spots in the parade. So... Oh, I think it was one of the biggest parades in history, wasn't it? It was. Um, the Mardi Gras spokespeople said the demand to participate in this year's parade mm-hmm. just finished was so high that organisers could only accept 70% of applicants. Wow. 70%. And so people are turning up with pride slash respect. Yeah. Ambitions. Yes. But they're denied. Denied. Is that fit into the umbrella of respect and yeah. inclusion? Well, it doesn't really, does it? No. Should be 100%, shouldn't it? Exactly. As long as it takes. As long as it takes. Yeah. Now, Even if, Yeah. Even if it goes for several days, well, so much the better, isn't it? Now, uh, what, what was the float going to be? The rugby well, league float. Now, the rugby league float, which was um, the NRL came under fire in 2020 when it missed the deadline to enter the float. That's one problem. Right. They often miss the deadline for put their names down. Yeah. But participated in the last two parades. That's 21, 22, yeah. which have been held at SCG around the SCG because of COVID. Now, if floats are often distinguishable by a large inflatable ball, yes, obviously student style, mm-hmm. on the back of a float, obviously back of a say. Uh, a Land Cruiser or, you know, a Hilux, yes. with cheerleaders dancing behind. Doesn't say rugby league, though, does it? No, it doesn't. See, what would be better is if they Cheerleaders. Said, I like the idea of the cheerleaders there. Have though. we got cheerleaders attached to Do we to still tops? have cheerleaders? They, they were great, you know, whenever there was a try score. People would jump they, up they, and down. People and would jump up and down. Wave with, pom-poms yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It was great. Now, but can I ask, do you, do you want something that's a little bit more rugby league? Like, <laughs> what would happen if you kick off... They run down the street, their one side emerges with the ball, runs it back, all that sort of stuff, as they move along. Yes. See, it's not impossible. Rugby league players can do anything. They can. And if you just said, well, you can't kick it off the sides of the street because sure. there's too many crowds, people are going to get hurt, yes. you keep it in this area, they'll do it. They can put Reynolds out there. He'd control it quite easily. He would. Was and Reynolds' people... approach to be part of the float? Do we know? <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, well, see, Reynolds would have been the first one to approach. If you're going to adopt that sort of style of uh, well, I just chipping as, over the top of the, yeah, but, of, I, the, uh, of the inflatable ball. Well, it's got to have something on, like on that the, to rugby the, league. Yeah. Otherwise people are scratching their heads. What's this big blow-up ball doing yeah. coming down the street? Yeah, much better to have players in their... In their footy jumpers. In their footy jumpers. With boots on. Passing the ball to each other and, and every now and again stopping and play the ball and... Exactly. That, yes. Remember how that great – go back to Tina Turner ads. That's what it was all about. Yes. Tina playing with the that's right. up and down the sand hills. That's just right. Great. Yes. Well, anything <clears throat> like that would have been fantastic. But just to have a ball sitting in a car with, with – no, Cheerleaders. That's not enough. No, certainly not enough. And does it say – does that say pride? Or does it say respect? Did the Neanderthal ever pack down against the Homo sapien? The answer is probably. The evidence is in our DNA. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Just a couple of tidy up the respect uh, round Mm. problems. The... Uh, Marty Gray said, because of the milestone this year, we received a phenomenal number of applications, far exceeding our total capacity to ensure the safety and security of our, all our participants, spectators. And must, they must adhere, or we must adhere, to strict limits on numbers of people and vehicles involved in the event. Right. But I'm, 
See, yeah, rugby well. league's such a big part of the community, you'd think yes. they could have made a bit of an exemption. Yeah. The NRL said it remained committed to equality, diversity, despite the snubbing. Mm-hmm. The NRL's involvement in the Mardi Gras does not change its commitment to creating an inclusive sport and specifically to the LGBTQIA community. Yeah. Now, in the past, they've uh, they've partnered pride in sport, mm-hmm. assess ourselves against the best practice and build inclusive environment, people of diverse sexualities and genders in sport. And the NRL received a bronze award in 2022 for our pride in no, sport. I didn't realise that. The bronze award. Bronze. Now, it's always coming up to the news at one. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, A yeah, new yeah. thing we're introducing this year is uh, talkback topics that we'll be tackling after the one o'clock Oh, yes, 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 yes. Look, well, Warren from Katoomba's been in touch on the text. She, he says, I simply respect rugby league. Well, what a brilliant well, That's beautiful, isn't it? It is. So simple, so, so simple. elegant. Yes. But I haven't heard Brian And, and I think that's the message that, that we've, got to, we've got to send out, that if you respect rugby league, turn up. During respect round. <laughs> Is it, isn't that the message? Surely that's as simple as that. Can if I, you respect rugby league, turn up. Yeah, turn up now. Just d- turn up. D- every round's respect round, Roy? No. No, I know that. But so, no. No. No, no come on, fair much. go. I mean, that's just madness. I mean, how is, how's that going to work? We've got to have one round where if you respect rugby league... You come along. You come along. Mm-hmm. And are you not going <laughs> to nominate a round... Or are we going no, to... It's up to, it's up no, to rugby no, it's league. up to rugby league. Well, but... I mean, I'm not in control of the rugby league. I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> it's up to the landers to let us know so we can prepare. To prepare. Prepare to turn up if we respect rugby league. Now, a talkback topic this week. Look, can I just say without talkback, uh, we do have a number which uh, HG will give you, but it's pointless phoning it because we don't have anyone there manning. that we, we don't have those resources. No, we... So it's pointless phoning. It's like respect round and rugby but league. with this idea of uh, talk back, it's for you to talk back with yourself at home or if you're in the car. We'll just give you the subject and you just talk about it amongst yourselves. Perfect. Something new in radio. Something new. <laughs> and, and if you want to get in touch with it, well you, well, you can, not by phone. You can either text or email. Simple as that. Now, the topic today, however, HG, is a simple one. Is Lord Ted Goodwin arguably the most influential player in rugby league history? Um, now, Lord Ted would have played about 40 years oh, ago. Oh, about that, I suppose. 40 or 50 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. is there a case for and a case against? Oh, I, don't, well, just... I think there is. I would argue that, uh, that Lord Ted had it all, mm-hmm. that he was very, very much ahead of his time with uh, chipping over the top, Playing with his eyes, playing with his head, playing what was in front of him. Oh yeah, that's my. And very few players did did that in no. those days. Yeah, and he was probably kept out of his best position at fullback by the great Changa Langlands. Right. For a few years there, um, but uh, Lord Ted had it all. He had terrific acceleration, terrific hands, could read rugby league like very few others. Um, so I would say he was the precursor of the modern creative player that we respect in rugby league these days. Now, if you disagree, that's fine. Quite happy to to have that. But just take that idea on board, discuss it amongst yourselves, and then get back to us. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday the 28th of June. The theme is reality. 
Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au. Yes, and welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side and a very warm welcome for the first time in season 2023 to people right across Queensland who are welcomed with the simple phrase, Happy Rugby League! And uh, the match that you'll be interested in is round four, Broncos v Dolphins, uh, with uh, obviously the uh, Dolphins yet to reveal what it's up to. Uh, tomorrow afternoon against the Roosters. And, of course, the Broncos had a big win uh, last night. So things are looking good for Queensland Rugby League. Mm. Now, having said that, if you want to get involved with the show, the text number is 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or the old-fashioned snail mail way, royandhg at abc.net.au. royandhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Uh, yes, HG. Just on the text, um, uh... No name, unfortunately, ah. but uh, someone has suggested an excellent account of the great Lord Ted Goodwin of DAPTO. Lord Ted is why we respect rugby league. Lord Ted is why we will turn up. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautifully put? Joining the themes yes. of the first hour yes. with the talk topic. That's right. Talk Pe- back topic people in Queensland will be a little bit mystified, yeah. but our talk back topic today was, uh, is Lord Ted Goodwin arguably the most influential player in rugby league history? And uh, we had a very lively discussion about that prior to the news. <laughs> and also respect. And respect. Mm. Uh, now, uh, Darren from De Bateman's Bay has been in touch. He says, uh, happy rugby league. Uh, rugby league supporters need access to the hierarchy of rugby league. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so true. Perhaps a rugby league hotline could be established where supporters could engage with the movers and shakers of rugby league during season 2023. For example, a rugby league hotline could be 124124. A rugby wow. league hotline. And <clears throat> then you would receive a message saying, you have contacted the rugby league hotline please choose from the following options. Press 1 if you want to have an argument about rugby league with Gus Gould. 2 for a discussion with Paul Gallen about his his dislike of Queenslanders. 3 for tips and advice from Ray Rabs Warren on pursuing a career in the commentary box. 4 to request the return of Peter Sterling to Channel 9. Wow, that you sort that through. Isn't Isn't that that a great idea? It is a great idea. Yes. The only one I, I think... You have to put in somebody, a mover and shaker there, who mm-hmm. actually knows what's going on in rugby league. Yes. And so, you know, the, the difficulty would be, would you imagine that Peter Volandis would have, say, several hours a week to man the hotline? <clears throat> yes. Because thousands of Well, it's of not people... a big ask. No, if, it's if not he a limit, big ask. It chokes it down to maybe four hours a day. Four hours a day, that's all. seven days a week. Yes. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think that what would be there, it should be, say, if he's, he's number four, mm. then Peter Volandis will be available to take your calls between six and ten yes. every night this week. Yes. Might change next week. Sure. Between Depending two, on his availability yeah. I know, or what's what happening. Town or not. Racing we, and stuff yeah, like that. That's right. We don't want to be too make it that, clear, though, that uh, Mr Volandis will not be answering questions to do with racing. It's only to do with rugby, rugby league. league. There's a racing hotline of which he spends is four hours. Is there a racing hotline? There is already in place of which you can talk to Volandis about issues right? of racing. Mm. Okay. Like why does Victorian racing hate everything to do with New South Wales racing? That's yeah. a big topic. Yeah. Well, well, of course. I mean, the Everest should be a group one, shouldn't it? Well, by any stretch I mean, of the imagination. Not that I understand be. quite what no, a group exa- one is. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, they just seem to have got, got to be hunting. a certain quality of horse. Yeah, is that correct. right? But my that. understanding is the Everest have certainly have Group One quality horses. Yes, yes. yes. Otherwise, and they wouldn't I, be there. You've been asked to present an argument. <laughs> yes. In that, I have. Yeah. Uh, in the court case, sure. And do you think that um, you know? This, this is going to turn out well, or do you think it's going to be? Somehow... Well, I, my, my question is, what difference would it make if it, yeah, to exactly. the Everest, if it was... whether it gets you know Group yeah. One status or not? Yeah, who cares? I mean, the people of New South Wales don't care; they just love betting on. It. I know they don't. And going, and going, yes, turning up. Yeah. Um, Andrew from Canberra says, "Happy rugby league." Uh, as the sun rises on another season of the greatest game of all, oh, well, already, I mean, no, oh, right, it's no, got me in. I know. The sun rises on another, on another sun. season oh. of the greatest game of all. My joy is tinged with the sadness of knowing that there are still people out there who will not bear witness to the captivating stories yet to unfold. And so we again ask ourselves, how can we grow our game overseas? Right. Well, I thought round zero was going to do that. Yeah, I did too. Remember, it was going to be in LA and yes. then it wasn't. It was going to go to Denver and then it That's wasn't. Right. And then it was going well, to go I mean, to We'd have been talking about how great it was. I know. And how great it was for Americans to be able to finally at last yes. bet on something that was meaningful. Exactly. Australian Rugby League. He says, I note the success of the Netflix series Drive to Survive yes. in building the popularity of Formula One. Yeah. This is a concept I think is primed for the taking. Firstly, I think Camp Smith and the Eye of the Storm team would be an ideal in pulling this together. Next, we need the stories, something the NRL has in spades. What could be more compelling than 17 teams jostling for a grand final berth? Or an interview where Sticky and Madge just tell it like it is? Or an off-field drama that would inevitably take place within a toilet cubicle? Lastly, we need a name that represents the high-stakes game that is rugby league. And I propose Try or Die as a working title. It's not bad, wow, is it? Wow, that's fantastic. <clears throat> Try or Die on Netflix, the, st- the Rugby League story for 2023. That would be a fantastic show. I know, I know. And those people he's roped in to yeah. do it, you know, Madge and so on. And, sure. Well, he's know. wondering if Sneesby would be interested in this. I'm amazed that Sneesby hasn't put this up this. A, put it up already yes. as an idea. Yeah. Because he'd be looking for ideas. What's happening over there? I mean, you look, you, you look at the lineup for this year, it looks exactly the same. <laughs> What's changed? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah. That's all. And that had nothing to do with Sneezeby. Oh, no, nothing to do with Sneezeby. Good email, though. Excellent email. Uh, Tony from Belmore has been in touch. Um, welcome back for another season of The Bludge and happy rugby league to you and your family. Oh, good. The season, this season is seeing the A-League set all kinds of red card records. Red cards are going through the roof in the A-League. I was totally unaware of this. So far, there have been an astounding 36 red cards in the first 18 rounds. Wow. By comparison, there were 28 red cards in the entire season last time around. Now, 36 red cards to this point equates to a red card average of 0.33, or one red card every three games. This has seen the A-League rocket up and the red card charts uh, with only the competitions in red card hotbed countries as Bolivia, Colombia and Paraguay having a higher average. I didn't know that. Wow, that's well researched. The effect of this red card bonanza has had on the A-League is immeasurable. The red card lottery has made the game outcomes incredibly unpredictable and has given the competition some real pep. (laughs) 
will last beat first today. Arguably, it's possible. Every chance, he says. Can the NRL and Rugby League learn something from this? Should the Man of Feathers be introducing a mandated send-off every three matches in order to create a bit of hope for the smaller clubs? Or are we just going to sit back and watch the Storm smash the Tigers again and do nothing about it? Are you suggesting a revolution in our understanding of Rugby League which <laughs> takes the pressure off the salary cap to equalise the competition and puts the pressure on referees sending off yes. players to equalise the competition? That's a genius idea. It's a great idea, isn't it? It is. It yep. is. Yep. It is. I think um, in the past you and I have suggested imposts yep. of, you know, obviously dominant sides leaving yes. one player behind in the bus That's when they right. run out. So yeah. they run out with 12 and hopefully yes. get, you know. Or in some instances run out with six. <laughs> You know. Uh, <clears throat> now, Chris from Engadine says, uh, Happy Rugby League. He says, I've come up with a light-hearted segment which I think could add a bit of family fun to the Eye of the Storm program. Oh, right. oh great. Oh, this is good. <clears throat> I call it The Wandering Gallon. It would involve Big Gal and a film crew turning up to a different game each week and wandering through the stands saying hi to the fans. Already it's got me in. Uh, taking selfies, signing autographs, etc. However, when a team scores a try, the nearest fan to Gal on the opposing, opposite, opposing side gets to put on a boxing glove and punch Gal in the head. <laughs> if it's a small kitty who's closest to Gal, then they have the option of punching him in the cruets. I think it could be very funny and you could even bet on how many times Gal gets punched in the head each week. Is, is this something you think Sneesby would uh, take on for consideration? Well, I think there's well, elements. Sneesby would be mad to ignore an idea like that. <laughs> Wouldn't he? And Gal would be up for it. Oh, Gal would be up for it. Of course he went anything for rugby league. Anything for rugby league. And especially how much fun when he went to Lang Park. Yes. Yes. Or further north. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's a great idea. In fact, I mean, Gal, how, how welcome would Gal be at a Dolphins game? He, he, They'd he, love him. Especially if Hey, the, Gal, I'm <laughs> here. Bring your glove. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Rugby League. This comes from Bill. I was visiting my in-laws in the UK last year in November. Mm -hmm. They lived near the Chester Zoo uh, in the northwest of England. We were heading out on a Saturday afternoon on a family visit and the World Cup final between Australia and Samoa from Old Trafford was on the TV. My father-in-law and I had been watching it. My mother-in-law, Anne, walked into the lounge room and motioned for us to, to go and then she stopped and looked at the game on the TV. Now, what needs to be appreciated here that mother-in-law does not have a sporting bone in her body. I can understand that. A period of fast-moving play unfolded in front of us on the television and Anne, my mother-in-law, remarked, this game looks more exciting than how I remember rugby. I replied, Anne, that this isn't rugby. This is rugby league. <laughs> the greatest show on earth has gained a new unlikely fan. My mother-in-law, Anne. Its powers are boundless. Maybe there is a new market for the NRL to consider. Mother-in-laws, enjoy the season. Well, that is a... Isn't that a lovely story? It's a lovely... It's a very personal story, isn't it? Is it is a personal story. Yeah, it's a lovely but story. But you've got to imagine that would have happened throughout homes in north northeastern uh, or northwestern Britain or England... Throughout that whole, I know competition. Competition, and remember how it was a it was a contested cup. They had it to was. delay it and stuff like that. Yeah. But it brought so much. And Samoa brought something new. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Unexpected. Yeah, Pacifica. Pacifica. Exciting. Mm. With a touch, a little hint and echo of that reggae rugby league that the Kummels Kummels. put on. Yeah. I mean, no wonder they fell under its dizzying spell in England. You'd fall under the dizzying spell of rugby league anywhere if you're prepared to watch and respect. Common question. Does rugby league care about bowel cancer? Rugby League recommends all Australians have regular bowel checks. All clubs have free bowel checking facilities available to club members, their families and friends. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Just a little bit of an update on Pacifica News since we mentioned mm-hmm. that in uh, the before the Hawkeye action. Yeah. Uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is pushing hard for Papua New Guinea to be granted the NRL's 18th licence. Good. And the a- ARL Commission is keen to give it, a, a you know, to the uh, headhunters, yeah. or Kummels, as long as the federal government chips in. Oh. Albanese sees great value in rugby league as being a driver of social change. Now... Well, he's right there. And remember our discussion before the news about respect and pride. Yes. Which was all about social change. Yes. Uh, Social change in the region continued his pitch in, um, you know... Interviews with um, SEN and so on, other radio stations. Yeah. Part New Guinea would do exceptionally well if they had a team for the whole uh, uh, Pacifica, yeah. but based in PNG and perhaps maybe North Queensland, playing games in Port Moresby and perhaps some around the region as well. Game in Fiji, Tonga, or Samoa would uh, just lift the whole region, and I think it would be a great thing if it can happen. Yeah. Imagine the Dolphins playing uh, the Kumuls yeah. in Samoa. Yes, I mean that'd yeah. get a lot of heads banging in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's well, a, well, didn't we talk about this uh, some time ago, HG, of, of a defensive rugby league ring? Yes, that's a, right. A, around Australia. You know, the Belton Road would wilt. It would. In comparison with the rugby league ring. Yes. Um, and I yes. have but been... My, my, my concern, though, is, sure, I, look, I'm very happy for New Guinea to have input into the NRL. That, that That's great. But... Won't then Samoa want to have a team? Won't <clears throat> Fiji want to have a team? You, you, you see well, what I mean? I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot a lot of kites being flown. Yeah. For instance, I thought that uh, another Auckland-based team was going to be the Pacific. Well, I team. did hear that too. So you had yes. people from all these or players from all these areas sure. coming to play for their own team or yeah. their own area. Yes, it would take a bit of coordinating, I think, and it a, would. a fair bit of money because you're moving a lot of players around all the time. Yes, yes. go to training and so on. Mind you, we could talk about. Um, <clears throat> There's no reason why Canterbury, the Bulldogs, couldn't relocate, to, say, to Samoa and become the Samoan Bulldogs. I like that idea. I like that idea. Tell you what would be great <clears throat> is to locate Manly. Yes. Seagulls. Yes. To, say, the Cook Islands. Cook Islands, yes. <laughs> well, that would be a very popular move. <laughs> <laughs> By everybody except those in the Manly Warringah area. Yes. Uh, now, according to... Uh, uh, well, the PM. It's ambitious, but it has the backing of the Papua New Guinea Prime Minister, Mr. Minister Marape. Right. Now, Papua New Guinea government has engaged former NRL official Andrew Hill to steer the bid. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the Australian Rugby League community, it's giving, um, uh, it isn't giving much away, <coughs> mostly because it expects bids from Perth, New Zealand, North Sydney, 
Watsford Oval and doesn't want to see uh, be seen as playing favourites in this manner, right. if you know what I mean. <coughs> you know, yes. The ARL has to be even-handed. Yeah. But there's growing talk about the team being based in Cairns or even Brisbane, fly in, fly out to Moresby for a handful of matches. That's, of course, you know, obviously huge transport and uh, accommodation costs, etc. So sure. it's a little way from being a done deal, yes. but at least people are talking. Yeah. I like the idea of... But, but couldn't the Air Force get involved and uh, fly the players in and out of Moresby as needs be? The I mean, that's Air not Force. difficult. Yeah, that's not difficult Strong, to organise. No, well, that's a great idea. Yes. And they might be able to have a, um, you know, sort of like um, <laughs> some room for fans to go on those flights, which would be yes. fantastic. I'm not sure how many people could fit on, a, say, a Hercules sure. or something like that. I assume like that's what the Air yeah. Force would be flying them around sure. in. Sure, yep. Um, but that, do you think that'll ever, that that's the next logical step? Well, I think it is. I, I think it is <clears throat> to have another Pacifica team and one that's... Uh, Based in Moresby, I think is a great idea. Six Again is a collection of rugby league's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all. From the Katoni Stags Trio, featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside label. Uh, Just on the text here, yes. HG. Um, Someone's suggesting maybe Lord Ted Goodwin could replace the St George team on the new $2 coin. Remember the $2 coin we are yes. talking about with the women's with cricket, cricket team, team on, on one, the, side, one side. Lord Ted on the other. Lord Ted on the other. Well, that's a great talking point. It is. It is, it is. And this is what you get with talkback when, when you have a subject like this. Uh, someone is mentioning here that uh, Lord Ted was to rugby league as Lord Tennyson was to poetry. Oh, but that's a big call. Both read what was in front of them. I'm reminded of Lord Ted's grand final try at the SCG when he chipped ahead and dived on the ball to score just before the dead ball line. Lord Ted knocked himself out in the process. The beauty and poetry of rugby league were epitomised in that one movement. I do remember that movement, yes. I think he chipped over the top twice. In uh, the same movement? In the same movement, yes. And then just uh, scored the try uh, and knocking himself out in the process. But I think it got them into the grand final winning that game. I right. think, from memory. Right. Uh, that was the 10th on the trot, that final? Uh, not bad. No. But I think there was more around the period of Bath's Babes, actually. Oh, okay. This might have been around 75 or so, but I could be corrected. Um, according to Wikipedia, Lord Ted was a referee for Junior Rugby League in Sydney Sutherlandshire and in 2002 ref the 13Bs Grand Final at Endeavour Field. Isn't that a lovely That's a lovely gig. touch, isn't it? It is. It is. Now, speaking of heroes of yesteryear, uh, John Hapawade mm. could not be prouder of his eldest son, Will, oh, yes. and revealed how his rugby league success had inspired younger siblings, including Jamil, yes. who hopes to watch the World Club Challenge from a prison cell. Now, this was the oh, match of a couple of weeks right. ago yes. where the World St. Helens came and played Penrith. Penrith. Yes. 13-12 was Bashed the score. Bashed them up. Bashed them up 13-12. Mm. Hopper... And now there was I, a hopper in the team for there St. Helens. There was exactly yes. as mentioned. Sorry. He played from St yeah. Helens. Yeah. Now, what we have to remember is that Hopper was uh, an unticketed proctologist who oh. found a way of applying the trade that he didn't like That's to right. rugby league. That's right. Uh, so he um, he was in, an innovator, innovate, complete well, innovator, yeah. but worked hard with the bowel cancer movement. Oh, very much. So. You know, yes. and, and it was all pro bono work. He didn't charge. No, he didn't, he didn't charge a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was true. just him and a finger. Now, 
he Hapawade uh, now forty nine has he's been impossible to miss at St Helens training during the past couple of weeks as the team was here warming up for their match against the oh Hapawade hung around the team did he? yeah he did oh good on him. And should Will, the eldest of Hopoate's 11 children, help inspire the English uh, Super League champs to victory against Penrith uh, a couple of weeks ago, it yeah. will be a welcome boost for the family who who dealt with the imprisonment of Jamil late last year. Jamil was arrested at yeah. gunpoint during a police sting in May 2021 while trying to deliver eight kilograms of coke. A mm. uh, court heard, mm-hmm. uh, later heard he stood to earn $10,000 for the job, mm. uh, eligible for a parole in July this year, I think. Right. Uh, Jamil has had his spirits lifted when he spoke with Will last week and was hoping to somehow tune into the St. Helens match. Isn't this a beautiful rugby league story? So it is one in, rugby, one yeah. inside, one playing for the champs yeah. of England yes. and hopefully bringing a little bit of, you know, a buck up. Yes. Yes. Look, it's a wonderful story. It, and pure rugby league. Yes. Um, now, Hopper said as oh, a parent. What a great episode that would have been in, in the, Eye of the it, Storm. Yes, the Netflix series. The next, uh, Try or die. Try or die. <laughs> that would have been a whole episode. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, as a parent, this is Hop. As a parent, Hop Senior, that is, mm. you want nothing but the best for your kids. I won a grand final, played for New South Wales, Australia, and won an Australian title in boxing. He did the lot, didn't he? Did he did the really? lot, Hopper. He was early uh, uh, mm. DC. Uh, yeah. Uh, Star, yes, but it does not come close to seeing your kids accomplish something. Will could have stayed in the NRL and had offers from three clubs for similar money, but he wanted to travel. Yes. He's a hundred times better than me. That's a big call because Hopper was great. He was. Uh, he had a trouble turning, didn't he? He though? did. He, he liked he, the tram tracks. He did. Just running up and down. He did. He was actually a bit hopeless as a kid. It wasn't until he was 12 or 13 he went to America, came back and shot up and improved out of sight. He always asked me for my opinion. I'll tell him what I think. But at the end of the day, he's his own man and he has to do what's best for him, not dad. Right. Uh, now, Hopper, whose own five-year ban for fighting in a local A-grade game expires this winter. I wish I didn't reveal that detail because yeah. people will be looking for Hopper. Sure. And uh, we'll be in the stands in Penrith. That's mm. the other night. He's still allowed to attend the games with his children if he, that his in children are involved with. So right. just as luck. Okay. The uh, St. Helens side <laughs> had uh, Jamil yeah. in it. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Sure, no, it had Will in it. Sorry, it? Will in it. Sorry, yeah. I've got it swapped around. Yeah. Uh, Jamil watched the game, correct. presumably from inside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, Son Albert has already played NRO at Canberra. Uh, well, Wait, it, how's Albert going? I don't know. I've got to be honest with <clears throat> you, I'm right. not sure. Chip off the old block? Very much so. Good. A hundred times better than his dad. hundred times. Mm. And one of the daughters has a bright future with the Sydney Roosters in our Whoa! LW side. Penrith shouldn't take this game easy. This is Hopper's thoughts. Yeah. I like the way St Helens play and give him a definite chance to win. Yeah, well, he was Four right. 12. No, nothing wrong with his tipping. No. no well, now. Well, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, that's well, a, that could be our talk back for next week, couldn't it? Was Did Hopper, John Hopper Whitey, contribute more to rugby league than Lord Ted Goodwin? Wow. Well. See you mean the collective Hopper story? Yeah. yeah. The dad, the yeah. bowel cancer sure. work, the, yep. you know, the imaginative. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't you just give people ideas. Yeah, sorry. I, discuss I, I, this amongst themselves. I know. I know. Come oh, up sorry. with a considered response. I know. Sorry. Yeah. No, I did the wrong thing there. Mm, I, you know, I just wanted to help people. I out. know. You know, through respect. I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, you know. Anyway, be that as it may. The other story of the week, similarly. Mm-hmm. Former Manly halfback Craig Field addressed the Seagulls players on Tuesday and spoke about his time in jail mm. and the need to uh, own your own actions. Ah. 
You know, so this is um, released Craig from prison. Craig Fuse was a colourful character, Craig, wasn't oh, he? Oh, very colourful. Halfback for South. I think that's right. And played Might in played rural for... regional areas, maybe yeah. up there somewhere. Did he ever play for Manly? Oh, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Might have played for East at one. Oh, I don't know. After release People from know. prison at the start of last year, uh, Craig revealed how he wanted to help young people by telling them his story. If I get a phone call from a club that wants someone uh, that wants some help in the welfare or mentoring area, that's something I can do. Right. Now, he played at South Sydney, uh, played South Sydney with New Seagulls executive Tony Mestrov. Right. And spoke to the players at their Brookvale HQ. It was the first time he'd spoken about his experience to an NRL club. Each week, a group at Manly Development Players with less than 15 games of NRL experience listened to stories from past players. Right. But the senior Seagulls wanted to sit in and hear Craig's story. Oh, wow. So well, he, they would. He pulled a crowd. Yes. He showed so much remorse. He owned his actions and he wanted to, us to learn from it, said DCE, the skip. Yep. He wants us to help uh, people learn before something like that happens to them. His key messages were you need to own your actions, be accountable for who you are. No, and notice this is avoiding any term respect here. Yeah, yeah. He's swerving around that. He is. Implied, of course. He is. He uh, is. Who are... Uh, who you are, what you are, and bad choices have bad consequences. Be a good person and stay out of trouble. Some of the younger boys didn't really know his story, but once he delved into it, it was easy to sit there and listen. He really opened up about what happened. Selfishly, it was good to hear from uh, from him because we took a lot out of what he, Craig said. Right. Coach Anthony Seabold said you could hear a pin drop. Really? Let's have a listen to a pin drop. Um. <clears throat> Now, the thing about Craig Field, it was a wonderful opportunity, HG, for players to to learn where the potholes in life are. Beautifully put, Roy, the potholes the of pot life. The potholes of life. If you know where they are, you can avoid them. You can swerve around and, them. And, and I think that was Craig's message. You know, I think he built his talk, the potholes well, of life. Well, he used to get out there and make potholes and then run into them. You know? But he owned his and own actions. And I think Manly has a history of recently of players digging up and making potholes themselves. And running into them. And running into them, yes. Well, it's easy for a rugby league player mm. to do that. Of course. Just finishing up here is he could hear the pin drop when Field spoke and any NRL club or school would benefit from hearing his tale. I like the idea of schools. Yeah, I do too. And is there it, any talk of Craig going to doing some schools? Tour. Well, it should a tour of a schools? Tour. A tour of schools, say, up the north coast. Yes. Then out west. Sure. Down south. Yep. I mean, there's plenty of work to be done. Yes. And he could take his spade and demonstrate how to dig a pothole. Yes. And then how to run into it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And owning your own actions, that's what I like. Here I am digging Here the I hole. Here I am digging the oh. hole stupidly and now I'm going to fall into it stupidly. And now I'm trying to get now out I'm of it. Now I'm trying to get out of it. Difficult. Yeah. Mm. Don't do this. Yeah. And this is a message, you know, not only for New South Wales. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't tour Queensland. Or Hobart. Or Hobart. Well, you know, they've got Tasmania. There are plenty of old diggers down there. I mean, this there. is a message that should be go all around the country. Such a simple message. Such a simple message. Elegantly told. Yes. New approach. Yes. It's try or die, come to potholes. Man. Now, it was the first time he'd shared the story. First time? I know. And it was a weight off his shoulders. Just to be vulnerable, said uh, Anthony Seabold. The Seagulls were crowned uh, as the inaugural preseason challenge. Oh, that goes, it drifts away there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's just a great, really good start to the season with great matches. Mm -hmm. 
and, uh, you know, terrific stories by players who have something to offer. Yeah. Hopper in one area. Yes. You know, joining the family together through a simple process <clears throat> of television. Yes. Looking at kids playing on TV. Are you and suggesting Hopper could join Craig Field on a tour of schools? I am. I've only just thought of it now. <laughs> and I'll tell you the what. The Pothole Kings. What I'd say is Craig gets there early and digs the potholes. Yes. And the kids love it when, you know, Hopper, when Hopper runs comes in, in with his finger. And runs into the potholes. <laughs> We are one. Rugby League remembers the Great War. Rugby League remembers the Depression. Rugby League remembers all the horrors inflicted by man upon man. Rugby League never forget. Rugby League never forgets. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, what did you think of this new look uh, South lineup that they're sporting? The uh, through Latrell, apparently mm, Latrell yeah. Mitchell, his popularity helps South Sydney land a, a suit deal with a locally owned this is, I think, the Mudgee area right. clothing company, <clears throat> Ringers Western, is the new official suit sponsor for the Rabbits. Right. Now, not long ago, South, as you recall, were dressed as uh, by Giorgio Armani. Well, they look great. They did. Remember, oh. I think Rusty took them to America and they, they might have been on a couple of talk shows at night, you know. That's right. You know, like Letterman, uh, they might have gone on Letterman. Yes, dressed in their suits. Dressed in the, their suits. They look great. They did. And what an ambassadorial role. Yeah. The suit, the look, the players, That's the right. tails, the talk, Hopper, you yeah. know, Craig Field, the, the pothole stories and sure. stuff like that, you know, all tumbled out. Mm. Now, um, I think Rusty hooked up with Giorgio Armani to get him the suits. He did. Now, now it's a similar hookup with um, Latrell knowing the people who understand uh, Ringers Western and own Ringers Western. I don't know Ringers Western. No, at I don't all. know the talk. When I look at it, what's a, the style? Is it sort of baggy? Are they baggy? No, big hats. Big oh, hats. Oh, you're I'll passing pass me a photograph. Now let now, me look at this. Oh, I love the look. It's a little bit sort of country and western, though. Very country and western. I didn't associate, um, you know, Souths with. You know, the McClymonts and... Uh... Well, you know, you know, well, I love it and them lot. Yeah. Now, but it says here, new now South players have embraced their inner mudgy rather than in Milan, according to oh, the... Oh, fair enough, paper. yes. Uh, yes. Andrew McDonald, Ringer's Western owner, said he had a, spent a lot of time with Luttrell yeah. and fellow rabbit Jai Arrow. He's got – Jai Arrow, he's great. He's got a Harley Davidson, rides around everywhere without right. his helmet. He's great. Good. And the company, a part owned by Dragons captain Ben Hunt. Right. Ben Hunt, so it's got St George huh. connection. Right. Has provided suits for various NRL Cubs and Kangaroos at the World Cup last year. Yeah. Latrell and I are very good friends. For, he's from the bush. He's pushed for this to happen. I'm delighted to be involved with him and the club. Latrell is such a positive person and wonderful human being, and he knows Craig Field's uh, pothole stories very well. Right. Well, look, I, I'm not suggesting it's a bad look, H.G. I mean, if I could just describe it, it's sort of a dark suit with a white shirt and a string tie and a white hat. Big white hat, though. Yeah, big white hat. Sort of Barnaby Joyce style hat. Very much a Barnaby Joyce style, all hat, style no hat. But there's no green or cardinal or myrtle. That's what worries me. There's no coach there's, with a myrtle, no in, the coach whole with a myrtle in the whole thing. I know. It just uh, who it's are these people of, from? Yeah, I know. The the only thing that's got a suggestion of colour about it is the stock whips they're holding. And the stock whips come with a suit. You want to wander around with a stock whip? I think they all have. Is to that wear the, the whip. new South look? I think so. Stock whips. Yeah, yeah. Put We're the whips away, boys. <laughs> Time to play rugby league. Respect. Oh. Now, well, I'm not sure. 
I mean, it's a great look, but nothing about it says Souths. Yeah. Whereas the Armani. Oh, that's a South. Totally South. I know. I know. Now, you know, uh, through uh, COVID times, the Zoom came into its own because that was a, one of the ways we could connect. Yes. Well, there's been a knock-on effect of that and um, various coaches from around the world are meeting on Zoom to discuss issues connected with their sport. Really? So you've got one group includes Wallabies coach Eddie Jones, Celtics, Celtics Ange Postacoglu, yeah. Western Bulldogs Luke Beveridge, Boomers Byron Gorgian, uh, Adelaide Crows Neil Craig, <coughs> um, you know, yeah. etc. And well, they, get they together, Zoom each other. They Zoom each other and talk about issues. It's more cathartic than anything said Ange. Yeah. Uh, we just complain for an hour, unburden ourselves and move on. Even though it's different sports, we're all dealing with similar things, particularly in the team dynamics and dealing with young men as young athletes. Now, you've got a group going with Des Hasler and Sticky Stewart. That's are right. you getting anything out of that, Roy? Well, I hope they are. I hope they are. Uh, look, it's a loose group. We only meet once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zoom. And do you do the administration, you know, Pretty send around the email, it, yep, 6 yep. o'clock That's tomorrow right. morning, I've yep. got an hour. Does this you want to suit join? you? Yeah. Uh, does this time suit you? Yeah, not a problem. Thumbs up. Sometimes you just get a thumbs up from Stick. Yeah. And we get together and we just talk, uh, you know, issues. issues. Like, and it's not always rugby league, is it? Pretty well it always <laughs> is, yeah. Like this week we were talking about Lord Ted Goodwin. Were you? Yeah. Is that why he bobbed up in yes. the talkback topics? Yeah. Yeah, because Stick reckons that Lord Ted was the greatest player he ever saw, and that got me thinking. Could he be? Could he be? So I asked Des Hasler what he thought, and he said, yeah, 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 Lord Ted was the best. And I had to agree. And do you get a lively discussion going, or is Mm. it a lot of... Well, no, a lot of it's agreeing. You know, I agree with Stick, I agree with Des, I agree with Roy. Okay, blokes, uh, see you next week. Now, uh, have you been asked by some of these other groups, and I should mention that uh, Jones, this is Eddie Jones, is yes. also in a high-powered group fe- featuring Arsenal manager Michael Arteta, Gee. Green Bay Packers Matt LaFleur. Whoa! He's drawn on... Uh, these are heavy hitters. Yeah. Los Angeles Rams coach Sean McVay. Yes. Uh, a lot of others getting together, and sometimes the coaches are getting masterclass from each other with strategies they've learned from a lifetime in elite performance. Yeah. Now they're really pushing each other to be better. It worked better than I could have ever imagined. The tentacles have gone in all different directions. Now the coaches are coming to us. Mm. Now, for instance, there's one here with Justin Langer. I wouldn't want to be in that one. No, not really. No. Not really. Look, the common thread is when these coaches, these great coaches get together, HG, is that you, 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 you learn about their philosophies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always felt that coaching, uh, in my view, having observed coaches over the years, is that each player comes with a separate lock. Every player's got their own lock. And you've got to find the key to unlock that player. You mean like Luke Brooks at Balmain? Yes. Yeah, no one's been able to find... No, Everyone knows he's got a lock, but nobody's been able to find the key for Luke Brooks. Yet. Someone will. I just hope it's not too late. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But uh, but that's the secret to it, as I, as I understand. You, you've got to see your players, sit them down and look at them as individuals with an individual lock, an individual code that you've got to crack. Can I ask, though, is it the other way around? You know, you'd have... Well, they've a... got to crack you, you mean. <laughs> well, you've got a code as well as a coach. Yeah, true. So you've got true. to give each of those players a key that fits you. 
Now, let's say Madge was in the uh, yeah. one of these hook-up things mm. and Madge would fess up, look, you know, we don't know what to do with we this We don't bloke. know what to do, yeah. Yeah. Any suggestions? And maybe Ange would have an idea of what well, you Well, he would. Do. Yeah. Ange would say, what's the player? Who's, who, who are you having trouble with, Madge? You know, yeah, character X. Yeah. Have you tried? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. taking him out, sitting him in the car, going for a spin. Or... Lord Ted whispering in his ear. Or, yeah, get him in. Uh, have you asked him to speak to Lord Ted Goodwin? Mm. Because, mm. you know. There could be something there. There could be yeah. something there, yes. Or Craig Field. <laughs> so this group with Justin Langer has Chris Brown. Yes. Uh, somebody from the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, head conductor Benjamin Northey, Carlton's Michael Voss and Richard Oppie, mm. the vice president of the world's largest brewing company. That would be a lively one to be in. I wonder what their thoughts on Leachman Lager would be. Yeah, exactly. Now. Ben shared, shared, I love that term, shared, mm-hmm. late in October about how when you're a conductor of an orchestra, you don't have an instrument to play. Uh-huh. Uh, this is uh, Trent Robinson revealing this. That's so true, isn't it, when you think about it? I mean, often you think of the great conductors and then you think, well, hang on, they don't play an instrument. No. Well, you see, that's they're, why. They're just wheeling a baton. That's why I love Rear. Yeah. Because he's a conductor and plays the instrument. He does. Uh, how do you how do you hold a group of people and make them perform? That helped me as a coach. Yeah, that's what I do. I hear it from him in term in his terms. It was fascinating. What are you? Well, what a brilliant insight I that know, is. In, indeed. Okay, so you sit the players down and you see them as an orchestra. Exactly. You've just got to understand what instrument each character brings, and I often say that to players. Imagine yourself as an instrument. What might you be? And oh, one of them might say, "I'm a trumpet." Yeah, bassoon. Good. Bassoon, interesting. What are you? Uh, I'm a string. I'm a. Uh, I don't, I'm a I don't know. Drum. Well, I think you could be in a euphonium. Oh, what's that? Then the story begins. Wow, and great euphonium yeah. tracks. That's and right, and stuff like that. No, That's right. Not that I can think of it. No, but... nor can I. But and then you start thinking. Well, you know, all the instruments you boys are telling me are brass. So we're a brass band. And you might find with another team that someone might, might be a cello, someone yeah. might be like, and so look, we're a string. Right, and playing a higher register. Yes. Then, well, that may be yes. wrong, of course. But yes. So Isn't now you're great? starting to get somewhere. So you're starting to see instruments with, with, with locks and you're with the baton and a set of keys. And you never thought of that until I you never went thought to of the that until now. Slam it shut. The internationally accredited garage door specialists can have your old rust bucket roller off the pegs and on its way to the tip in seconds. Give Brandon the cheese smith a ring and have him come around and let you know just how worthless your clunker is. Special blindside discounts throughout November. Ah... Look, I never thought I'd use this word twice in the same show, but when Sonny Bill Williams walked back into Belmore Sports Ground to share his incredible story with the current Canterbury squad last week, he didn't dance around the bitter departure in 15 years earlier. Ooh. Isn't it amazing? That, that uh, must have been a very emotional well, time for Sonny Bill. Well, I can't do the emotions the... justice, Roy. I just can't do the uh, emotions. You know, people say no words. It's way beyond that. I mean, yes. that seems trite when you compare the yeah. emotions that would have been going through uh, Sonny Bill. Sonny Bill, yeah. Now, I said to the boys... Is it true he hadn't been in the doghouse for so long? It was, 15 years. 15 years. Now, I said to the boys... I don't suppose I... the foyer would have changed much. No, that's true. Doghouse. 
That, that's true. Terrific club, the dog. Oh, terrific club. They've got that artificial volcano they in do. The foyer. They do. It's terrific. They do. Yeah. It, and you can see straight through the poker machines there. That's right. And up I to, love that. The stairway to heaven, they call it. Yes. Yeah, up the road there, yeah. Yes. And the other day I was there, they had we, a... Remember that day we went to the boardroom? We did. We did. And we had somebody... Was it Rodriguez Topo? Topo yeah, Rodriguez. Topo Rodriguez. He riding was around riding on a bike. around on a push bike around the table <laughs> and uh, Changalanglands was uh, sipping a beer in the corner. <laughs> it was one of those days. It was now, one of those days. What I was going to say was I think they had a uh, yeah. car you could win yeah. in the foyer. They Might did. have been Volvo. Yes. But you had to come to the club and prove you were in the club for 365 days on a trot to be end of the draw. Something like that, yeah. 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 Establish your bona fides. <laughs> exactly. That you're a mad dog's person. Yeah. Now, uh, Sonny Book said, SBW, I said to the boys when I got down, I'll speak about the elephant in the room straight away. I said, yes, I left the club. <laughs> Yeah. Would I do it again at that uh, at that stage? That moment, I probably would, but I would have done it a whole different way because I'm a very confident in the man I am today. I would have done it in a different way. <laughs> sure. Well, there was some controversy, wasn't there? Didn't oh, he say he was going to stay and then didn't? Correct. He yeah. just walked out on him. He just really. walked out on him. I don't That's regret right. leaving, but the thing I regret is not coming back into these four walls long ago. Ah. That was the biggest thing because when I went in there, it felt just like home. Did it? It's hard to imagine that, isn't it? Yeah. The dog's kennel feeling like home. Yeah. Gives you an idea of how hard his upbringing was. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. Mind you, it's pretty well appointed, isn't it? When you walk in there, as you say, there's the volcano and the car and poker machines and the stairs to heaven. And, and the Bain Marie. And the Bain Marie and, and yeah. all of that. And you can probably get an a la carte seat at the table. Sonny Bill would be able to. Yeah, I reckon. He said, I never had any beef with any of the players. The hierarchy, the hierarchy at the time, yes, I did. Yeah. You, you had a young, wild kid who didn't know how to express his feelings and that was the end result. Was he talking about himself here? I think so. He was a young, wild kid who couldn't express his feelings? No. Right on, fair no. enough. But it put me in a, a trajectory that I am now. It's all about being a better man, first and foremost. To be a better man, you'd have to push yourself. Now, this strikes me as getting Hang on, this better man story... Yeah. This is a Craig Field story. Isn't he? He's talking about say, potholes. Exactly. I was just going to reveal that. You must have read my mind, Roy. Right. I said. Well, it's a theme, isn't it? How many, how, how long has this been going on? How many clubs are having someone come in and talk about potholes? Every club. Who's I going think. to the West Tigers? I don't know. Backdoor Benny? Hope so. I just said it was my biggest mistake because I love it here. You guys are very lucky to be in this club. Isn't this amazing? I bet you the, if he went last year, the dogs wouldn't think that. No. They don't think, let me out of here, quick. Yeah. We're losing. Yeah, oh, but... the Trent Barrett years. <laughs> Trent Barrett. Mm. You uh, have not just got a great squad, great people around. This club wanted to do well. It's cool to see hungry young men with potholes they need to fill, wanting to achieve their goals together. Well, that's beautiful talk. Who got him in? Did Gus reach out? Gus would have reached out. Uh, reached out to share. Yeah, have you got something to share? share. I, I certainly have. Let yeah. me in them. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. Uh, time has healed wounds. New coach Cameron Seraldo reached out to Williams with Gus in the hope that he could present uh, the Bulldogs' debutantes, Alamoti, uh, Preston and Fanner, Tanner yeah. rather, with their jerseys tomorrow. Oh, the no, really? Gave them their jerseys. Gave them their jerseys. I know. Blue what a bloke white. who walked out on the club. I know. Who tore the jersey up. Hey, Wiped his back door with the jersey and just <laughs> left. Hey, what sort of message is that sending those young kids? They're going to be more confused now. Who gave you that? Who gave you your jersey? Sonny Bill Williams, oh, that idiot. 
Yeah, but he told me about the potholes. Oh, oh fair enough. Different. William's schedule didn't permit uh, the star, the... the um, Why not Tungsy? Oh, well. Why no, not talking. Peter Tunks? Tungsy Goldman. Yes. Uh, he, he couldn't ac- permit to. He, he accepted an offer yeah. to address the players about his incredible sporting journey, journey uh, one that is yet to be completed. After deciding to continue his boxing career, but beyond the recent loss to Mark Hunt, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That was that donkey circuit. So he's going oh, back he, on the donkey. He's circuit. back on the DC. Or he might even he's be. He's going to take on Jason Tumalala. Well, I hope not. Is he? What no, towards not, the end of the no news, Sonny no Miller, Jason. That could be on. But I think he's going to have to go back to the PC, the Pelican circuit, before he can get uh, his... Before he gets upgraded to Donk. Fair he enough. said uh, he was able to share his story and catch up with Willie Mason. Mace was there. Was Willie Mason there? Mark O'Mealy. What, the ball... sharing pothole stories? Yeah, Mark O'Mealy, the ball-bearing, was there. Bobcat Ryan was there. Willie Donga. They're all former teammates in the Premiership winning side of 2004. It was cool. I spoke with conviction about what I'm about, yeah. about the understanding that not everyone is the same, especially when it comes to potholes. Everyone is indifferent on their own path to oh, greatness. He's past getting the on to the lock business, isn't he? He's talking about the lock. Exactly. He's talking exactly. about, I've got a different lock. I've got a different lock to you. Exactly. What instrument do you I'm play? I'm not Peter Tunks. No. I'm not. I know. I don't use a wheelchair. Yeah. I never did. <laughs> but I played the flute. Yeah. Anyway, I stress the point that everyone's journey can be different. Yeah. To get greatness like we did in 2004, we're all, oh, no, 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 it was just fabulous. And tears, honestly, when I saw the tape of that online, I was just crying. I was rubble. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wallaby Mick says, sad to hear they let that dirty dog, Money Bill Williams, back in the kennel. Money Bill Money Williams. Bill Williams. The pothole freak. Yeah. But maybe you would have advice in that regard. Listen, boys, you want to make a bit of money. <laughs> There's walk out on the club. Walk out. Yeah. No, come chasing <laughs> if you're any good. Well, it's weird how mm. we've started the year with enormous hope. Yes. That problems of the world can be solved. Yes. That people who ran away once are back with That's a story right. to tell about potholes and how it changed their See, lives. Rugby league is a story of hope. <laughs> story. Isn't it? It is. I mean, yeah. who would have thought when we turned up today that we'd be talking hope? Hope. Locks. Instruments. Instruments. Strings. Strings, all of that. Mm. But, but rugby league is all of that and more, isn't it? And we've only scratched the surface. For one week and sadly we have to pack it all away and join us again next week uh, wherever you are when the story of hope, <laughs> trumpets, brass bands and timpani will continue once again. And don't life. forget the Lord Ted Goodwin talk back. Talk about it amongst yourselves. Join us next week for more Bludging on the Blind Side. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.